Furthermore, whether something constitutes meditation on emptiness is determined by whether it is meditation founded upon the view that knows the way things are. It is not determined by whether there is any conceptualization vis-a-vis the object. This will be demonstrated at length below. Even those who claim to stabilize their mind without an object of meditation must first think. I will keep my attention such that it does not stray towards an object whatsoever and then keep their attention in that way. After they focus like that on the mind itself as an object of meditation, they must be certain to fix on this object without staying, straying on any way. Thus their own experience contradicts their claim that they have no object of meditation. So he's saying that uh, even at the highest yoga tantric level, there's an object of, of meditation, even if there's, there's an apprehension um, of, of um, if one is apprehending the absence uh, there is apprehension there. So it contradicts this idea that uh, there is no, uh, in order to apprehend reality, one has to have no conception. Uh, because there has to have no, um, um, uh, apprehension, if you will. It's more like an apprehension than conception. Um, because when you're doing analysis, you're apprehending things, and Hashan stated that you can't do that. So here it's stating there's still apprehension of, of that which is void, if you will. Um, uh, so in this way, the classic, classic texts on achieving concentration explain that there are many objects of meditation. Purposes of these meditative bases for stabilizing your mind are, explained as, are as explained above. So you should gain expertise in them. Kamalashila's stages of meditation explains that the object of meditation of serenity is indeterminate, and Atisha's lamp for the path to enlightenment says, it is whatever object or objects of meditation that are appropriate. These statements mean that you are not required to stick with one particular object of meditation. They do not show how to define the range of existing objects of meditation. So it's stating that in the there are many different objects of observation that a practitioner can engage. It's not saying that there, there, um, you, there is only one, um, or that you have to only have one, um, because you will eventually apprehend singly anything you wish. Um, let's go. Dixon. <laughs> Do 
Dosa Who should meditate on which objects? As there are various kinds of people, from those with preponderance of attachment to those with a preponderance of discursiveness, the Sangha's Shravaka level cites an answer to a question of Rivata. Rivata, if attachment uniquely dominates the behavior of a monk, yogi, a practitioner of yoga, then he focuses his or her mind on the object of meditation of ugliness. If hatred dominates his behavior, he meditates on love. If ignorance dominates her behavior, then he meditates on the med dependent arising of this condition. If pride dominates his or her behavior, he or she focuses his or her mind on the differentiation of the constituents. And if discursiveness, the reason I put both genders in there, it's not gender specific. Uh, so if discursiveness, you see when Robert Thurman and some other translators translate, every other one they change from he to she, you'll, you'll notice it, some translators do that. Um, each time they change it just because it's not gender specific and when it is it, it is but it's not usually um, when it's read out like this um, if discursiveness uniquely dominates his or her behavior then he or she focuses his or her mind on an awareness of the exhalation and the inhalation of the breath in this way he or she focuses his or her mind on an appropriate object of meditation a, shravaka, a Sangha Shravaka levels also states, in this regard, persons whose behavior is dominated by attachment, hatred, ignorance, pride, or discursiveness should for a while at the outset just purify those behaviors by contemplating objects of meditation for purifying behavior. After this, they will see the stability of their minds and they will ascertain only their objects of meditation. So they should definitely persevere at using their objects of meditation. Um, so Rinpoche just pointed out that all of the various negativities have specific antidotes that can be applied um, to those negativities. Thus, you should certainly work with these objects of meditation. If you are a person whose behavior is balanced or one whose afflictions are slight, then it suffices to keep your attention on whichever of the aforementioned objects of meditation you like. It is not necessary to have a particular one. And then a Sangha Shravaka level states, those whose behavior is balanced should work at whichever object they like so as to attain just mental stability. This is not for the purpose of purifying behavior. Understand that the same applies to those with slight afflictions. Rimche Chukavakasam, the Zugusha. Okay. Uh, just give me let's go. 
I just have to read like a little about a paragraph. That's the reason I looked. I wanted to make sure I had read all the way up, and I hadn't. So I'm just some of what you're going to hear me read more than Rimbachay's because I just have to read some of what he read from the last one. Not any translation, just um, reading of the text. Um, being dominated by desire desire or another of those five afflictions means that in a previous life you were fully involved in that affliction, became accustomed to it, and expressed it frequently, so that now even if there is a minor object of desire or another of the five that afflict or another of the five, that affliction arises in a strong and lasting form. Balanced behavior means that you are not fully involved in desire in uh, the others in previous lives. You did not become accustomed to them and you did not express them frequently. Still, you have not recognized that they are faults and you have not suppressed them. So while desire and such are not predominant um, or of great duration, it is not as though they do not occur. Um, so it's stating that even though you in a previous life um, uh, weren't involved in the desire, it wasn't suppressed, wasn't, you didn't get rid of it. So there's still uh, lingering amounts of it. Having slight affliction, afflictions means that you were not fully involved in so on in desire or another of those five in your previous lives and you do see their disadvantages, etc. Therefore, with respect to objects of desire and such that are major, many, or intense, your desire and such arise slowly, while for moderate or minor ones, these afflictions do not arise at all. Also, when desire or another of those five afflictions is predominant, you take a long time to realize stability. With balanced behavior, you do not take an excessively long time. With minor afflictions, you do so very quickly. In answer to a question of the Rivata, as cited in the Shravaka levels, also explains who works on the objects of meditation for expertise. Rivata, if a monk yogi, a practitioner of yoga, is confused about the characteristic nature of all composite things, or confused about the thing called person, self, living being, life, that which is reborn or the nourisher, he should focus his or her mind on the objects of meditation for expertise in the aggregates. If he is confused about uh, causes, he should focus on the objects of meditation for expertise in the constituents. Um, 
So remember, previously, Rimache mentioned the 18 constituents and so forth we see uh, um, listed um, in the footnote section as a translator's note, um, the, the 12 sources, the 18 constituents, and so forth. Um, Rimache just said, mentioned them as an aside, again. Um, if he's confused, he's confused. <coughs> If he is confused about conditions, he should focus on objects of meditation for expertise and sources. So there are the sources. If he is confused about impermanence, suffering, and selflessness, should focus on the objects of meditation for expertise and dependent arising, and on what and and on what is and not possible. As this states, you mainly use the five objects of meditation to stop confusion. Uh, which persons should refocus their minds on objects of meditation for dispelling afflictions is also stated in the same sutra. If you wish to be free from attachment of the desire realm, focus your mind on the coarseness of the desire realm and the calmness of the form realm. If you wish to be free from the attachment of the form realm, focus your mind on the coarseness of the form realm and the calmness of the formless realm. I believe that's where Rimache stopped that time. Um, well, uh, it was mid quote, so uh, I think that that's where it is. Okay, Dixon Rimche. Rimche, I'm just going to say, I'm 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 the uh, sorry, forty seven. Then that's the ducha, the 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 ducha, ducam, zucam, zanodan, zucam, the the and this, zu zu zu. Then nanga, uma nanga, chang kaso. Long uma. Jesus Tangile, Saint Joan Dezi, Nabato, Debashina, Debat, Demba, Dugeta, Deba Kunjunta, Deba Gubata, Deba Lala, Saint Debash, Danger and Danger, Danger, meaning Chegou Sinez Zunye Mobile, 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 mobile
If you wish to become disenchanted with all perishing objects and wish to be free from them, then focus your mind on the truth of suffering, the truth of origin, the truth of cessation, and the truth of path, Four Noble Truths. You can use these objects of meditation both for analytical meditation with insight and for stabilizing meditation with serenity. So they are not exclusively objects of meditation for serenity. Still, since some serve as objects of meditation for newly achieving serenity and others are used for special purposes after attaining serenity, I have explained them here in the section on objects of meditation of serenity. And then here we'll have synonyms, that which is uh, one with uh, um, one same meaning as um, object of meditation. Um, so um, just as a translator's note, when this word synonymous is used, it means dun cheek, one meaning. Uh, and it means if A is there, B is there. If B is there, A is there. If you have A, you have B. If you have B, you have A. If you don't have A, you don't have B. If you don't have B, you don't have A. If A is there, B is there, etc. Um, so that's what synonymous in this context means. It means that they're interchangeable words. They are synonyms for the images or mental appearances of these objects of meditation explained above. These points upon which the attention is kept or meditative basis for concentration as stated in Asanga's Shravaka levels. Also that images also that image is called image it is also called sign of concentration object of domain concentration technique of concentration door to concentration basis of attention body of internal conceptualization appearing image no these are synonyms of object which appears with the object that is known so uh, just stating that if you see these words they would be in Tibetan obviously Lama Tsongkhapa is stating a list of words that are the same as object of observation. Uh, so if you see these words in other texts, you'll know that that means object of observation and that these are one meaning. Um, and then identifying objects of meditation for this context. Okay. Gapsu Bobby Mipa. Kosu Bobby Mipa was one there. Oh no. Mipa Tala Shiva Tale. Then she Never Cassetilla 
কেন্দ্র লি না মেবা খাটান গালা সভা সামলা মেবা লোলাতে ขอจีเสียเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี
uh, Kamala Shila's uh, middle and last stages of meditation follow the sutra on the concentration which precedes the Buddha of the present face-to-face and the King of Concentration Sutra in stating that you achieve concentration by focusing on the body of the Tathagata. Also, the master Bodhibhadra explains a multitude um, of objects. Here, serenity is twofold. That attained by looking inward and that based on the object of meditation viewed outwardly. Of those, looking inwardly is twofold, focusing on the body and focusing on what is based on the body. Of those, focusing on the body is threefold, focusing on the body itself and the aspect of a deity, focusing on ugliness, such as skeletons, and focusing on special insignia, such as a, a katvanga. Focusing what is based on the body is fivefold, focusing on the breath, focusing on subtle divine insignia, focusing on the drops, focusing on the aspects of light rays, and focusing on the delight and bliss. Serenity based on the object of meditation viewed outwardly is twofold, special and common. Of those, the special is twofold, focusing on a deity's body and focusing on a deity's speech. Atisha's auto-commentary on his own lamp for the path to enlightenment also cites this passage. So Atisha's commentary, he wrote on his own text, The Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment, uh, explains this um, because of the section where it says focus on a virtuous object in the, in the main body of the text. In this regard, to keep your attention on the physical form of the Buddha is to recall the Buddha, so it gives rise to limitless merit. The Kamala Shila's last, you read to there. Uh, when your Im- image of your body is clear and firm, then there is a special intensification of your meditative focus on the field in relation to that which you amass merit through prostration, offering, aspirational prayer, etc., as well as on the field in relation to the <coughs> pure obscurations through confession, restraint, etc. This kind of meditation serves many purposes, as stated earlier in the exact uh, extract from the King of Concentration Sutra. It has advantages such as not losing your mindfulness of the Buddha as you die, and when you cultivate the mantra path, it heightens deity yoga, etc. The Sutra on Concentration, which perceives the Buddha of the present face-to-face, gives a very clear and detailed treatment of these benefits, as well as a method for directing your mind toward the Buddha. Therefore, you should definitely come to know them from there, as Kamala Shila states in his last stages of meditation. Fearing verbosity, I do not write of them here. skill and means the object of meditation by which you achieve concentration and also fulfill along the way some other special purpose. How do you use something like the bodily form of the Tathagata as an object of meditation? Kamala Shila's last stages of meditation states. Um, that's where we stopped. Let me just make sure. Um, Tingen she Ila Jidang 
ਖਾਗੇ ਸੈਂ ਜੋਬਾ ਸ਼ਾਜੂ ਸੈਂਬਾ ਤਲਾ ਸ਼ਾਜੂ ਸੈਂਬਾ ਤਨਾ ਜਾਜੇ ਸ਼ਾ ਸ਼ੇਜੂ ਬਤਰ ਤਾਬੁਲਾ ਮੇਬੀ ਤੈਂ ਸ਼ਾਉ ਤੈਂ ਸਾਧੂ ਲੋਚੇ ਬਦਾਂ ਰਾਜੀਜੇ ਜੋ ਬਸੇ ਸੇਦੇ ਬਨੀਲੇ ਸ਼ਮਾਨੇ ਤੇ ਚੋਏ ਛੇ ਛੇ ਜੀ ਤਿਬਤਮੋ ਕੋਦਾ ਯਾ ਤੁਮੇ ਰਾਜੀ ਜੀ ਟੋਸੀ ਸੇਦੇ ਵੀ ਨਬਸ਼ਾਉ ਨਦੋ ਸੈਲੰਜੇ ਵੀ ਜਿਵੇਂ ਤੁਨਾ ਤੁਨਾ ਚਕੁਦਾ ਲੋਮਾਲਾ ਸੁਬੇ ਤੁਮੇ ਕੁਸ਼ੀ ਦੋ ਲੇਬਾਜੀ ਚਲਾ ਯਾਂ ਤਾਸ਼ੀ ਤੀ ਸਮਝੋਨੇ ਇਹ ਯੂਦੋ ਚਵਾਲਾ ਕੋਜੋ ਕੋਜੋ ਕੋਸੋ ਯਾਂ ਨਾਮੇ ਲੇਬਰ ਤਾਤੇ ਵਾਲਾ ਤੁਮੀ ਤੁਸਾਂਸ਼ੀ ਇਹੋ ਚਾਦੋ ਜੂਲਾ ਮੇਦੇ ਤੋ ਸ਼ਾਉਸ ਤਾ ਕਾਤੇ ਸ਼ਨੇ ਸ਼ਨੇ ਕੋ ਮੇਬਦਲ ਕਰਨ ਮੇ ਨੰਦੀ ਦੰਦੀ ਕਰੇ ਸਾਜੀ ਕੋਜੋ ਤੇ ਮੇਗੇ ਮੇਨੇ ਸ਼ਨੇ ਕੋਗੇ ਨਾ ਸੁਣਾ ਤਾਂ ਇਸੇ ਤੋਂ ਲੋਬੇ ਜੀ ਸਾਗਰੇਸ ਉਹਦਨ ਤਦਸੋਂ ਦੇ ਸਰ In that regard practitioners should first fix their attention on whatever they may have seen and whatever they they may have heard about the bodily form of the tathagata and then achieve serenity the bodily form of the tathagata is a golden color like that of refined gold adorned by the signs and exemplary features dwells with its retinue and affects the aims of living beings and through various means by continuously directing their minds toward it yogis develop a wish for its good qualities and quell laxity excitement and so forth they should continue meditative serenity for as long as they can see it clearly as though the buddha was sitting in front of them the king of concentration sutra also says that you should use this kind of object of meditation the glorious protector of the world with the body of the color of gold The bodhisattva whose mind engages this object is said to be an equipoise. In the two ways to do this, newly imagining of the two ways to do this, newly imagining the Buddha's form and visualizing the Buddha's form as though actually present, the latter has a distinct advantage in developing faith and fits uh, within the context of practices common to both sutra and tantra vehicles. Therefore use a visualized object of the Buddha's form as though it already actually exists. When you seek your object of meditation, the basis upon which you fir- first keep your attention, look for an excellent painting or a sculpture of the teaching's body and review it again and again, remembering its features. Firmly familiarize yourself with the mental appearance of the object. or seek your object of meditation by reflecting upon the ob- the meaning of the eloquent descriptions of the Buddha's form which you have heard from your guru and make this image appear in your mind furthermore do not let the object of meditation have the aspect of a painting or sculpture rather learn to have it appear in your mind with the aspect of an actual buddha then a rimache the mipa the tingenzi mipa sanje the sanje gold sanodang mai sanje nyone sanodang so when we when we are using the, these objects of observation these objects of meditation such as the buddha's image we have to imagine that it's the actual buddha in front of us when we're doing this meditation we're not meditating that we're we have uh, an image that's just an image that's two dimensional or that's a picture Uh, or of painting we're using the painting as an instructional aid for our meditation um, but we're trying to cultivate it so that we see in our meditation our object of observation as an actual enlightened being
Yeah. Anyone have any questions? So, okay. uh, Katie has yeah. a question. In regards to um, the object of meditation being Shakyamuni Buddha, do we visualize it uh, in the mind at the seat of the heart or uh, through the third eye? Um, meaning, when you're meditating, do you, the place where the Matsu, the Gomjana, um, the Mipa, Kabayare, Kon Kon Natsu, the the Hlat Sanodana, the Chishina Shacha Tupa Sanodan. Shacha Tupa Natsu Sanodana, Natsu Dunla, the Natsu Nila. Whichever you prefer. Uh, you can pr um, uh, see the object of observation externally as, as a front generation in front of you, or you can meditate it um, as, uh, um, uh, in the, as Katie was saying, at the seed syllable area, at the mind area, the heart center. Thank you. Anyone have any questions? Yes. Uh, bread. Um, people want bread and tea. Hey, one question. Okay. A question back here. Anyone? Yes. So every week we start the teaching, or typically starts the teaching, talking about the feet, you know, about beings of small capacity, medium capacity, great capacity. And so obviously where we're at in these teachings now is for beings of great capacity. Correct. Um, so my focus for the week tends to be on what we're learning in here. I go back and read and read ahead and go back and forth. So if, even if we're not, in theory, beings of great capacity, that's where my attention goes. And so I'm you know, especially on the serenity piece of the meditation, like focusing on what these teachings are right here where we're at today. Is that a, a, an appropriate practice? If that's like, it becomes like my own, not like my sole orientation, but that's where most of my energy is going is on these practices. For theoretically, you know, people, the practitioners that are well beyond, and, and like when I read ahead, they talk about the ninth mental states and these things that are, you know, well beyond anything that I've heard or read. Is it still appropriate though that that is my focus of practice? That Because that's what we're talking about, and that's what we're learning. So now my question is just so I can frame it properly is um, is the practice that you're saying you're doing concurrent with the teachings is it including refuge and in, in the, the three prior scopes like when you sit down to do a practice for instance do you go through the scopes or do or anything like that or is it just like you're saying primarily what we learned in class this week is what you focus on this week. Well, so like I'm doing my meditation, I'm, you know, I've been thinking about what we've been reading and focusing my meditation on these practices that we've been learning. And when I read at night, I'm reading this over again, as opposed to going back to other things. And I guess I know, would just wanted to ask like it properly, because if in your med, I don't know what your meditation is, but a lot of times when we people do meditation, they start with introductory prayers. And in the introductory prayers, are the framework for the three scopes, or so are the kind of preliminary stages? Um, so I don't know, yeah, like if you're yeah, doing that. Not necessarily. I guess. Okay. I okay. Know, like, is I got it Appropriate you. to kind of, you know, for us, for me, or you know, for other practitioners, to be focused on these high level teachings because okay. they seem to be very I get beneficial. It. Um, I am clear as a bell now. I just want to always make sure I ask Rinpoche in the clearest yeah. way possible. Rinpoche, kon the triwa, kon the. Dunta re 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 ngatsu lamrim chemo drolu. And then a tanda ngatsu mambo sarpa. Ngatsu the jipo chembo yomare. Yene tanda ngatsu the becha the jipo chembo lefso. And kon disegdu, kon kambala drona, kon jipo chungo dan jipo din, sano dangamare, gangin sena de zanima. Ngatsu jipu chembo lo jung segudu. Dain sunsan kon kamba dro and kon jipu chembo tsano dangudu. Yene kon jantro tsano dangamare, the ngama 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 kon tsano dangamare, kon the ngatsu zendra kuna gon jagudu. Then each run lapja yurebe, the yapudu, the ngama gomja. Ke chambo nyamdu the lapcha gare gare. 
Gangisina tanda kon the natsu lobjong kona kon gonja kona. Sabudu? Okay. Tiabudus. Yene kon the jantro lobjong she gonja mare. The natsu lobjong kona. Kona dixon? Nyamdu yabudu. Take a thousand or something, thousand Okay. You know the Kandre, the Sansan more Gangisan and Tanda So Rimchi is saying that it's beneficial to do it the way that you're doing, keeping focused on these various sections, but you should include, um, because there are necessary foundations, the study of refuge, bodhicitta, uh, the, and the things that lead up, we're in bodhicitta, I realize that, but refuge and the things that lead up to bodhicitta, renunciation, and so forth, so that it is an awareness that's, that is um, part of your practice at a macro level. Mm -hmm. um, but Rimache is saying that um, he's not wanting to give specific individual advice to everyone in, in saying that you should only do this or only do that. Um, so he's saying what you're doing is good, but also uh, you should couple into that, add into that the prior practices, kind of like review or um, uh, just add those practices in as well. Um, and I was trying to get like a percentage out of him. I just, I was getting nowhere with like, should focus more on this or less on that. And there wasn't any blanket answer Rinpoche was comfortable with giving. Um, but he was saying sometimes, that's why you heard him say sometimes, sometimes. Uh, he was saying sometimes do refuge meditation, sometimes do those other meditations, but you can separately just focus on the few pages that we did as well. You don't have to, every time you, Rimche's point is that every time you look at these pages, you don't have to go through everything. You know what I mean? Is that clear? Yeah. Cool. So we'll do. Anyone else? I have a, general question on um, on beings of middle capacity whether when they do they eventually go on having achieved liberation to become to follow the bodhisattva path okay or is it just sort of end there the jipo din jipo din da jomba kon sanjay drogure jema drogure kanjay sanjay samalo sanjay drogure jusen yuaras jusen garasana sanjay samalo sanjay gri yuaras so yes, all sentient beings eventually become a Buddha. All sentient beings have Buddha potential, Buddha nature, have mental consciousness, and their mental consciousness, which isn't truly established. So all sentient beings will become fully enlightened. And the Hinayana Arhat, the foe destroyer who's already achieved liberation, would then generate bodhicitta and traverse the Mahayana paths. Um, so he or she would eventually uh, achieve that state. And it, I've seen in texts where it says the Buddha actually shows up and says, come on. He says, uh, other than his dialysis, um, he, he feels great and, and the dialysis is working. So, 
Meaning, like, he doesn't have to do anything, really. It's just the dialysis he has to go to. He was trying to make light of the mm -hmm. bit. Yes. Thank you. Just wanted to translate it properly. And absolutely, any time, Master Rinpoche, how he's feeling. Good job. Uh, yes. Um, in meditation, um, the object of meditation is uh, internal or external object. Um, if you take the Buddha and you, you imagine that, uh, that the, the statue of the Buddha is real, that then is an object that becomes internal, becomes a thought. I'm just thinking about thoughts. The external, if, um, the, the difference between an external and internal uh, object of meditation, and then like compassion has no object. So, yeah, it does. Sentient beings so, suffering. Yeah. That's the object of compassion. The it's suffering of sentient suffering. beings and the removal of it. But it's without an object, compassion. I'm just thinking of the difference between an but object. But that's not correct. That's my point. Is oh. You're stating there's not an object, but the correct answer is there is. An object of observation of compassion is the removal of sentient beings' suffering. So compassion um, has a point has a focus and has an object of observation so it has has that and when we say external and internal it's meaning are you focusing on it external of you or meditating it on inside of you such as like you have the the, the water element is part of who you are so if you were meditating on the internal water element this would be the internal meditation or as Katie was explaining meditating on in, inside of your body that you actually have a Buddha at the your heart center at that chakra um, so that just I want to just clarify what the terms are we're using and then I can ask the question fluently um, very clearly because uh, I can't ask to say Rimche there is no that and he'll say yes there is you know what I mean um, so compassion's object is sentient being suffering so when you meditate upon compassion, you're meditating upon the removal of sentient beings suffering. So it is, it is a functioning, it's a word, but it's a word that has a function. Um, and it's, it's a mind, mental, a mind that is created, which is sentient beings. So the object would be the couple of different ways you could meditate in generation of it in your mind or the actual sentient beings that are compassion's focus. But then you can meditate on the generation of compassion by the very the the ninji ju gare rimche. Ninji ju mashi ninji jinzo yongu shamato So and then if you are to look at compassion as an object, for instance, compassion is cause. Um, so when you um, are trying to look at it as an internal development of tra a transformation of your mind from that which isn't compassionate to that which is compassionate. Um, you meditate on the stages that lead up to compassion. So compassion as an object is a caused object, and it is caused by the 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 four prior. I'm sorry, three four prior thoughts. Uh, which are, and we look at the um, seven-point cause, Geshe Chikau's seven-point cause and effect for achieving the mind that aspires to enlightenment. Uh, um, no, I'm sorry, that was wrong. Not Geshe Chikau, but the seven-point cause and effect for achieving the mind that aspires to enlightenment passed down from uh, Atisha. We, we see first, that's the correct, passed down from Atisha, we see first recognizing sentient beings as our mother, Second, remembering their kindness. Third, wishing to repay their kindness. And then fourth, love through the force of attraction. And then through these four causes, compassion is generated. Um, so um, compassion as an object of observation is a phenomenon which is caused. And then you can meditate on how it gener is generated. And compassion as an object of observation has an object of observation. And that is all sentient being suffering. So all sentient beings have compassion. It's great compassion that we're we're speaking about the generation of. So just an example: if somebody's hurt, and so you, you have you suffered, 
outside, you see a person having suffering, and then you have compassion for that, so you try to you help them. That's a that's an object, right, of the compassion. But then the compassion of that then goes internal. I don't, don't know what that means. Uh, where, where how does it go internal? Well, because the uh, it's to where an, it's an external object. Yes. That you see somebody suffering. Yes. And then that part becomes then uh, becomes part of you. Your mind. Your, Your mind. mind. Yeah. yeah, that's what conscious that's what compassion is. It's a consciousness. It's a mind that says, I want to free this person from suffering and the causes of suffering. So the compassion's object is that person, but compassion itself is the thought. May this being be free from suffering and the causes. The ninji dopa semchen tamje dugnyal dan dugnyal ju mepa. Okay, Coleman and Terry, you have a question. Um, just a clarification. Um, and those will be the last two. Go on, for it. On the prayer of refuge. Okay. Um, we take refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. And sometimes, like in the, uh, in the uh, confession um, of downfalls of mm -hmm. 35 Buddhas, or sometimes in some reading that I do, we take refuge in the Guru, mm -hmm. the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. Mm -hmm. can, you, can, that, can, that, can you clarify that for me in terms of, or can Rinpoche too? Well, everyone doesn't have a, t a guru. Um, so they, you know what I mean? So everyone doesn't have a guru to take refuge in. Um, but I, so why is it sometimes and sometimes not? Yeah, or and, and is, it, is it okay to always take refuge in the guru? Okay. And I consider Rinpoche the guru. Yes, that was, I guess, my point I yeah. was making is not everyone, do, not everyone has a teacher. Yeah. Um, so, you know, not every Buddhist would have a, a teach. You could say Lama Tsongkhapa, but Rimache, Garshane, that's Becha Kashe, Sanjay Chudan Zujit Chanama, Becha Kashe Lama Guru, Lama Shatsuse, Shatsela, Garshane Kashe Lama Kashe Yomare. Namo Guru Be, Namo Budaya, Kashi, Namo Guru Be, Yomare, Garshene. Becha Kanga, Guru Yomare, Guru Shatseo, Yomare, Garshene. Oh, Techiba Kayo Martin, Udashazo, Sansan Dora, Madu, which I need to be Yogo Martis. So you don't, it doesn't need to say it in the book for the practitioner to think it in his or her mind. I said it's not in all texts and, yeah. and so forth. Okay, Coleman? Yes, I was just going to ask um, Rinpoche if he could explain um, or validate what chakras are. Chakras. Um, what is a chakra? What's the yeah, um, that's going to be over my head translation-wise, but I'll do the best I can yeah, yeah. with it. Um, but I haven't studied the internal drops in, with the systems in Tibetan. Like, I know there are, are there seven or there... Yeah, know, it's probably. a... And I don't know in a whole room if that can be taught, but I'll ask. Rimache, Korlo, Dondagare, Korlo. Sakuro. 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 Because they are Kumaras, members of the Kumaras. You know how many chakras there are? Members of the Kumaras. Mambu, you're a bad. A lot of chakras. Members of the Kumaras. Members of the Kumaras. The doctors or scholars really know could teach this. A scholarly doctor could really teach this. I'm not a mess. I'm not a doctor. It's just the energy systems and it's, yeah. There's a lot of different descriptions. Different tantras have different chakras, different. So there isn't one real basic answer he can give. Yeah. But it's not really in the um, beginning scopes. It's not something you even entertain or practice. You don't find chakras till highest yoga tantra. The korlo, the nejorlana maybe ju kuna, nejor ju korlo yurbe, Jiba, 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 Jiba,
gom and kon chakra chakra and chiran the droma the shaju then kolo yomare kolo yomare droma shaju the korlo the shaju shuju korlo gong yurebe I was just asking if there's the, the chakras in the other tantric systems besides the highest yoga, and he said yes. Okay. So um, we'll end there, uh, concluding mandal offering and dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers. Adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun, and the moon, I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrava to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Abhadeshvara Tantiyaso may stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensu Langa, a polar scriptural Thank you.